Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona. And, and the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweeds Health Center and Studio C, along with our meeting sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at tumbleweedhealthcenter.com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. All right, welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. I'm going to have to turn this down on my end so that you all can hear me without an echo. But you can still hear that? No, you can't hear that anymore? Oh, well. Well, there it goes once again. That's how we do it over here, Weed Day Wednesday. Sorry, folks. Um, trying to figure out, let's see here, um, this program, I doing everything they said to do in meeting and all that stuff. So now we've completely lost um, our uh, intro. I know. Well, welcome to Wednesday, Wednesday, just how the show goes. Um, We're excited anyway. We have a guest coming on today, Um, Samuel Richard, the executive director of the Arizona Dispensary Association is coming on a little bit here. So thanks for tuning in. That's awesome. Um, let's see here. What's going on? Today is, oh, for the bestie, it's November 24th. Holy cow. Oh, my Lord. There's like less than, there's like four weeks to Christmas, guys. Get it together. And don't listen. Just go to the mall. I was there the other day. There's tons of junk you can buy your family there. It's still on the shelves. Go get it. I guess I guess it's the good stuff on the boats out in the water there. But um, anyway, just be careful out there. The in-laws are coming, and um, you're going to need some serious cannabis. All right. Just a month away. We used to open our gifts on uh, Christmas Eve. What did you all do? What did you do? Christmas Day? Christmas Day. Christmas morning. We got the gifts from Santa on Christmas morning. Yeah. So we got most of our gifts Christmas Eve and then the ones that Santa brought for Christmas Day and maybe a couple other ones from the folks or something. So, yeah. Yeah, Santa. Oh, Santa. I wonder if Santa's sleigh is going to be empty this year. No, I'm just kidding. Not kids. Kids are like, wait, what? Wait, are there kids listening? <laughs> All right. Welcome to Weeds Day Wednesday. Thank you to Tumbleweed South Center, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard for hosting the show uh, for almost 10 years now. That's that's crazy. We're at nine something. Nine, April will be 10 years. 
Uh, Tumbleweed just turned 10, which is awesome. And uh, we open a new shop called The Good Leaf at 6224 East Speedway Boulevard for all your hemp and CBD needs. It's a beautiful shop. Um, lots of really great products in there, including um, dog leashes and collars for your dog. Woo-hoo! And uh, do you have any cat collars? Can you put the little ones on a cat? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't even think I'd want to try that. I don't think I'd ever want to try that. Cats are crazy. Um, but we've got some really beautiful backpacks down there and some wallets and some just regular cool bags and then all sorts of great, awesome products. People are really digging what we've got going on down there. So come check it out. It's really awesome. Um, let's see what else is going on. If you want to get certified, see, now I need my Tumbleweeds Health Center website to pull up what we can get certified for here in Arizona. Um, if you want to get certified here, we're open six days a week for that. And you can get certified for PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, uh, which covers a whole lot, uh, severe nausea, seizures, including epilepsy, HIV, hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's, which runs to dementia and everything in between, uh, cachexia and wasting syndrome, severe resistant muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. And you can actually get treated uh, for, or you mean you can get your card if you're getting treated for something and just the treatment is causing you any of those conditions. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430, or email thctucson at gmail.com. You can come on down. Uh, We've got telemed you can do. Uh, Like I said, you can visit our new shop. So without further ado, let's say hello to Mr. Samuel Richards from the Arizona Dispensary Association. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. It's it's a pleasure to be here. Happy uh, Weed Wednesday. Yeah, right. Good morning. Are you partaking this morning with us? <laughs> uh, not quite yet, but it's definitely going to be happening soon here. It's Green Wednesday. Um, you know, everyone right? has all this hullabaloo about Black Friday and all that, but Green Wednesday's here, so I'll be hitting the shop here soon and and uh, twisting up here in a couple hours. What do you like? Indica, sativa? Uh, I, I definitely like it all because I, de- depending on the time of day, it, it, it's what I'm looking mm. for. But I, I definitely like that piney nose. Um, so de- definitely <laughs> yeah. looking for those sativa-leaning uh, um, uh, strains for you. Yeah, I have a lemon haze. I grew it, but it's too strong oh, for me. <laughs> but I love <laughs> well, the smell. We'll send it up the road. I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. Right? <laughs> right? See, now we can do that. We can actually share here now. <laughs> we can, yes, yeah. Up to an ounce yeah. now is, is fully legal to transfer uh, no matter your status as a qualified patient. But as qualified patients, um, uh, we still have that two-and-a-half-ounce allotment. Um, so that's, that's pretty Are- exciting. Are you finding a lot of people are taking advantage of their six plants because because we can all grow now? I mean, if you're 21 or over. Yes, absolutely. I've, I've seen that quite a bit. And, in fact, um, Tucson's own uh, grower's house actually just opened up 
uh, a second retail location here in the Phoenix area where my w- wife and I make our home. And, uh, you know, it's been hugely successful amongst the home growing uh, uh, community. So really excited for Nate and his team at Growers House out there. Um, uh, but really, I think the other thing, too, that, that's important to note is it's not just six plants for an individual, but up to 12 plants if there's multiple individuals over 21 at a household. So even if you have, you know, a partner or a roommate that might not necessarily mm-hmm. be in the growing, you can still be, you know, kind of uh, in the care of 12 plants. Um, so I guess right. I was just making the point that you didn't have to only have six if you're in a lucky enough right. situation where there's another adult in the house. <laughs> That's a lot of plants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that, that'll That's keep you busy. That's a potentially huge grow. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, six keeps me busy, but 12 is, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And so, it's not so much the growing, um, it's the trimming. That's the stuff that gets, that, that oh, you know, is always the pain. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's like, you, you get that, that part and you're like, oh, I'm grateful to be here, but boy, this is going to be a long couple days. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. But it's it's good. I I love it. It's very therapeutic and um, I don't know, it's. The, the harvest is great at the end after you're curing and you're like, wow, this really did turn out all right. <laughs> yeah. I did that. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about yourself and um, how you got into this industry and what you do and tell us about the ADA now and what's happening. Oh, I, I, I love that. And thanks again for the opportunity to be here. Um, uh, we, we've yeah. been hard at work um, as an association. You know, we're, we're the, uh, we're, we're the trade association for uh, the license owners, uh, as well as a lot of the independently operating brands. Your listeners and, and you know you as a consumer are probably very uh, well aware of and, and familiar with. But we've been really hard at work with Proposition 207 since about the middle of 2019, putting the pieces of that together. Um, and then, of course, 2020 was focused on uh, um, kind of uh, like you know making sure that all of Arizona was supportive of that and 2 million Arizonans voted yes on Prop 207 um, and, and we're very grateful for that. And then 2021 has been all about the implementation of that program. So uh, just had a, need a little help in Pima County from uh, the uh, attorney's office down there, the county attorney's office down there, but uh, across the state where over 10,000 expunged records now, which was a significant provision of Prop 207, we actually created the expungement process in Arizona. There was no uh, uh, method really for uh, expungement to happen in Arizona law prior to Prop 207. Yeah. And 10,000 records have been expunged already? Yeah. So 8,000 is about 8,100 in Maricopa County. um, uh, And then from the other counties uh, that have um, been working hard and our our friends and, and close partners at Arizona Normal, um, uh, have been incredibly helpful in, in uh, offering up expungement clinics across the state, uh, and they've been uh, really successful in that. And a lot of folks have been doing the process on their own as well. So uh, well over uh, 10,000 uh, applications have been uh, approved by the various county attorneys across the state. And uh, we, we need that number to, of course, keep going up and up, but uh, that, that's a pretty solid number. Uh, um, but I, I will just point out, too, that the Pima County uh, Attorney's Office, I think, has fewer than 300 that they've granted thus far. So definitely have some uh, work to do to streamline that process. Are people having to pay to get their records expunged? Uh, in, in, in most cases, it's not necessary. And I should say that uh, um, the actual act of the expungement process through the court system 
is not um, uh, something that individuals need to pay uh, exuberant costs for. It's uh, it, in the cases where there is some significant cost is when the, the case is a bit complicated and, and you need the support of a private attorney to help navigate that. But that's where the folks at Arizona Normal and, and uh, a variety of other uh, uh, criminal defense and DUI attorneys in the community have been really huge in stepping up. So definitely encourage uh, your listeners if that's something that they're interested in, either for themselves, a family member, or a friend, uh, or even just if you want to get to know the process a little bit, um, uh, both Arizona Normal and the Arizona Justice Project uh, are, are two organizations that I highly recommend you checking out in, in that way. But in, in all of that, I'm sorry, I even like kind of got myself on a rabbit trail there. That's been our focus no, for no. the last couple of years. <laughs> but now that we're here, um, all, you yeah. know, um, uh, we're, we're all open for adult use and, and everyone's yeah. uh, happy. I think we're going we're gonna to kind of reposition a bit as we head into 2022 and start to reintroduce ourselves to the community. I mean, uh, as you well know, you know, we've been a medical program for, for a decade uh, and we have 300,000 qualified patients across the state. And those folks know us. Uh, they, they trust us in, 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 in many ways, right? And, and we, we always seek to earn the trust of, of the patient community. But as we transition into an adult use community, we have uh, some work to do to reintroduce ourselves to the broader public. Um, and I, I've had many conversations with folks over the course of the last couple of months, and they say, I can't wait to go to a dispensary when it's uh, finally legal and open for everybody. And I have to tell them, well, actually, all you need to do is bring your driver's license or a government-issued ID showing that you're 21 or over and you can walk in anybody's door. But there's still that uh, kind of perception out there that it's a medical-only program um, and, and largely unaccessible to the broader public. Mm. So that's the work that we're going to be doing in, in 2022 and beyond that's to kind of uh, reintroduce ourselves to the community. I mean, I don't know. I mean, people have been at home a lot. <laughs> They've been hunkered down, so... Maybe they're yes. not fully aware of what's going on, but you think that they would know that um, it's recreational now. I mean, I thought most people would know that. That's very interesting that they don't. Um, yeah, you, so you what, think so, but yeah, that's the that's the point. Yeah. I'm sorry, I just make a, a couple of points there because you said we went live with adult use sales on January 22nd of this year, so right smack mm-hmm. dab in the middle of the <clears> pandemic, <throat> right where not a lot of people were leaving right. their homes anyway, um, exactly. and uh, there will be delivery eventually for adult use but it isn't here yet. So for folks who wanted to be able to, you know, have cannabis delivered to their home address, it just isn't something that is available to them right now. Um, uh, and and that so that's kind of the issue there. Right. Well, the, yeah, it'll get out there. The word will get out. Um, Absolutely. But I think you're right. There's still a lot of people that want to stay in the medical program for obvious reasons, um, but there's still a lot of just old school people that like to have, you know, to go see a doctor and, you know, be official about it. Yeah, yeah, and, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Our our um, um, uh, medical program is not going away. In some other states, um, uh, what we what you've seen is the medical program actually uh, taper off and maybe even completely eliminated as as a result of moving into adult use. But that was never going to be the plan here in Arizona. We're a very mature medical market. It's a significant. Uh, portion of of uh, uh, both sales, but also the broader community. Right, about four percent of our overall population is a part of our medical program, which is one of the strongest per capita ratios across any medical program in the country. So it was never going to be a smart idea 
um, to to uh, yeah, work to eliminate the program that. out of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and yeah. you know, my my job day in day out is to <clears throat> protect and advance the regulated cannabis ecosystem here in Arizona, um, and that includes adult use cannabis. But I will. I am a patient. I have been a patient, um, and I I uh, don't foresee uh, uh, not renewing my card every chance I have. Right. No, I, you know, if anything, I tell people they have legal protection. I mean, the, the tax rate, if, you know, if you're going recreational, is ridiculous. But for just the mere fact of having some legal support behind you, is, it's always, you know, it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. And what I'll say to it, and because it's my job to, you know, uh, uh, be a little bit defensive about our program. You did say that the the taxes is, is is high. It's definitely higher than than uh, what we as qualified patients are used to. But I would say that the way that that uh, that we designed the taxing regime in Prop 207 was meant to uh, uh, both be a significant increase in tax revenue for the people of Arizona but not so much so that it would uh, continue to prop up the illicit market in ways that we've seen happen in Illinois, um, in California, and other places. I mean, in those places, you're looking at a tax rate out the door in excess of 50 to 60%. Um, <clears throat> so even, you know, with an excise tax and the retail sales tax here in Arizona, in, in Pima County and Maricopa County, it's right around, you know, 25%. While significant, um, it is still kind of in line with, with uh, you know, your bottle of wine or, or you know, your 12-pack your, your of, of Barrio Blonde. So, you know, we're, we're, we're right kind of in line there. But what you just don't see in, in some of the wine and spirits world um, is the tax delineated because that community has really largely transitioned to kind of that out-the-door pricing or, or, you know, what you see in that 999 six pack or whatnot is inclusive mm -hmm. of the excise tax. And then you're only getting the retail sales tax out the door. Right. So speaking of taxes, um, tell us a little bit about uh, where the money is going into the different programs into the community. What, 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 what would you explain to, to people that don't know much about that? Yeah, so that's a great question. So the retail sales tax, um, uh, which is just the same retail sales tax that, you know, whether you're, uh, buying some clothes at Buffalo down the street or, or you know, uh, office supplies um, or, or your cannabis, that 8-ish that percent goes to uh, your state tax, uh, which about 5.5% which about of it is state tax, and then the rest is city and county. Um, so hmm. that portion is, goes to those respective uh, what we call general funds, right? So just the the, the main checking account for the government. But for the excise tax with Prop 207, um, knowing kind of the, the state government's uh, posture towards cannabis generally, we wanted to be fairly uh, descriptive and directive in where those dollars would go. So um, no matter who was governor or in, excuse me, or in the legislature, wouldn't necessarily have the ability to kind of mess with, with, with where those dollars go. So a significant chunk actually goes to replace the zeroed out state funding support to our community college system across the, the state. So um, uh, the Maricopa County College uh, District, the Pima uh, County Community College District, and similar uh, kind of networks of community colleges across the state will get um, uh, a significant portion of the money that comes from the tax revenue here. In addition, uh, a big chunk of the money goes to cities and counties 
to offload their pension uh, liabilities uh, as it relates to um, uh, safety personnel. So uh, it's not money that's going to go to buy MRAPs for your local law enforcement agency, but it helps offload some of the burden of city governments to be able to kind of free up resources in other places. And, and that money <clears throat> isn't yet uh, um, uh, talked about in significant ways because of the budget cycling of a lot of cities, but there will be uh, significant opportunities for you to uh, communicate with your city council um, or, or your county supervisors and, and kind of what they should do with their money um, in terms of that, because there's going to be a lot of discretion at that local level of what to do with those dollars. Another significant chunk goes to rural infrastructure, so roads and bridges um, in, in greater Arizona, as well as mental health services across the state as well. Um, so that's really the, the area of, of um, where it goes. Um, you know, there's some perception out there that uh, the money either was going or should be going to K-12 education. Um, and I think, you know, I think there's probably a lot of folks that might uh, laugh along with me at this one, right? But we, we thought it was more appropriate to have this money go to higher education. So uh, the community <laughs> college system is, is, is where that went. But also, if you'll remember, uh, Prop 207 was on the ballot uh, along with a proposition called uh, Prop 208, which was the, the invest in ed K-12 funding measure. So some of that decision as well was, was kind of contextual as well, that voters were going to be contemplating a K-12 funding measure. Um, so some of the resources that Prop 207 was going to raise, we wanted to make sure we're, we're diversified a bit. Do any of the resources go to the medical program? Um, so not uh, directly, right, because this, this is technically, uh, from a state statute perspective, a completely separate program. But what it does do is it um, essentially protects that, that um, medical fund into perpetuity. So all of our card fees, all um, licensing fees for uh, medically licensed facilities will continue to go to support that fund. Um, so uh, usually at the beginning of each calendar year, the Joint Legislative Budget Committee, which is kind of the, the nonpartisan um, uh, uh, accountants, if you will, of the state legislature, they'll uh, crunch all the numbers and they'll tell us how much money is, is in those funds. So we'll see that going. Uh, you know, the, the medical program, to our point earlier, has not really tapered off um, in any significant mm -hmm. way. So I don't expect the, the resources in that medical fund to, to dwindle anytime soon either. Hmm. Excellent. Well, it's, you know, important for people to be able to choose whatever program they want to, whatever program they want to be in. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, all right. Awesome. Um, so is, as being a part of the, or being a part executive director of the ADA, um, what, are you overseeing all of these things yourself? I mean, it sounds like you're a busy man. <laughs> I, I am very busy, uh, but but a lot of that has to do with uh, my five-year-old and two-year-old that I have at home. Oh boy. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. no, it, it's a it's a great great gig, and and um, you know my my role is to really kind of be uh, almost as, as like an ombudsman, if you will, um, mm -hmm. between the, the cannabis community and our state regulators and, and uh, uh, policymakers across the state. So the um, kind of the, the, the progeny of the association has always been about 
uh, kind of professionalizing and normalizing cannabis is within kind of the broader context of, of uh, the economy and society. And uh, it's really, really exciting to be a part of, of, of this work. You know, we're, we're um, from, from a licensed regulatory standpoint, housed in the Department of Health Services. Um, so that's our main regulator, and that's where most of our relationship lies. But, you know, like many other industries, we have uh, uh, regulators across the spectrum. So we also work very closely with the Division of Weights and Measures, as you can imagine, mm -hmm. uh, weighing things is a very important piece of the cannabis community. Um, and uh, we also work pretty closely with a group called the Environmental Services Division of, of the Department of Agriculture. And their task mm. is to manage the safe handling of uh, any uh, soil nutrients or, or pesticides or any type of chemicals for anything that is grown under a structure. Right, so it, it, except for cannabis that is grown fully outdoors and in living soil in Arizona, every other facility is is uh, governed by the rules of the Environmental Services Division of the Department of Agriculture to maintain, you know, safe practices at the root, literally, of of the supply chain. Um, so, you know, that, and then on top of all of that is, you know, we've taught, we've spent a significant uh, portion of our time so far talking about taxes. The Department of Revenue is also a very uh, uh, close partner and, and uh, regulator in the space as well. That's awesome. Do you, yeah. How many members do you have in the So AD? we represent, uh, of the 125 licenses that are open and operating currently across the state of Arizona, we represent about 110 of them in our membership. And then in addition to that, uh, we we uh, um, represent about uh, uh, four or five dozen of the independently operating brands that exist out in the space. So if you're familiar with um, uh, Connected Cannabis or Alien Labs Gummies, Baked Bros, Sublime, uh, Grow Sciences, all, all sorts of those brands that you see on the shelf um, but might, might not necessarily be directly connected to a retail operation, those folks are also our members to ensure um, uh, you know, standards of quality and, and uh, you know, exemplary compliance and all sorts of those things. Um, um, they're they're uh, all solid members of the association. Wow, that's a big, that's a big association. It's grown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but I think, you know, it, 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 it sounds big, and that's a big part of our job is to, you know, communicate to the, the, the who's who in the state and, and the stakeholders at policy arenas that, you know, we're, we're here, we employ 25,000 of your neighbors, we contribute significantly to the state revenue. We're, we're going to uh, provide in excess of $200 million in tax revenue uh, just this calendar year, and we, we've, we're barely even getting started, right? So we have a lot of work yeah. left to do, but, but the, the reality is, too, and, and you and your listeners know this, is that the cannabis community uh, is extremely close and, and tight-knit. So a big part of my job is to uh, you know, effectively communicate the size and scope of, of, of the industry. But we all know, being on the inside of the industry, that uh, it feels a lot smaller than we really are because um, uh, that everybody works together because, you know, that's, that's the thing in cannabis, right? We're better together. There's no, there's no point in, in uh, uh, competition for competition's sake, right, especially when we're cheering each other on. Right. Yeah, well, and the thing is, there's enough, you know, for everybody to go around. I mean, except yeah. <laughs> if you want to get a dispensary here, there's only the social equity licenses left. Is that correct? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. So social equity licenses are are, are there, and we uh, do have what what uh, you might call a, a limited license uh, market. So there really um, are kind of likely only going to be the 169 licenses that that are around there. But you know, I I just want to mention that that doesn't necessarily mean that there are only 169 opportunities to be a part of the space. All a lot of those independently operating brands uh, have you know very humble beginnings. Um, and those humble beginnings start every other day, frankly. I, I, I hear about yeah. new brands starting and, and new opportunities being created by entrepreneurial minds and, and uh, really mm-hmm. lovely spirits across the, the space every day. In fact, just uh, um, trying out a new product from a, a, a brand-new company in the space called Polite. Um, they, they have mm-hmm. uh, inhalables as well, but um, I was first introduced to them uh, as a, a, a topical supplier, um, and they have a warming roll-on that I use for my lower back, um, which, which tends to get uh, fairly tight after sitting at the desk all day. And it is a fantastic product. And I know that my friends over at the Prime Leaf um, have kind of uh, launched them in the Tucson market. So if you're interested in trying one of those local success stories, uh, head over to the Prime Leaf and, and, and check out Polite. They're just a member. No, no, no paid promotion there. I'm just excited about right. all these really cool entrepreneurial ideas that are happening. Well, and that's just the thing. There, I mean, there are there are a trillion ideas out there waiting, and and like you said, this is just the beginning, which is really nice for everybody. If you know they want to, they can get in. You know, like you said, to the industry in various various ways. There's lots of opportunities. Absolutely. Yeah, and and I think you know to to that point, one thing that that drives a lot of my work is is understanding that this plant has been an inextricable part of human society for at least 30,000 years. That's just the (laughs) furthest back that we have, you know, documentation for, right? So, um, of course, there are trillions of product ideas because the industry isn't Mm. new, right? You know, the the plant isn't new. Our love of the plant isn't new. The commerce of the plant isn't new. Um, But what's new is is that government is is, um, regulating it and government wants their piece of the action, right? Right. It's our ability to actually... Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's just our ability. Yeah, like you said, the, the government wants their peace, and 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 now that you know they're regulating that, now we can do what we want with it, <laughs> in yeah. a way. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I, I, exactly. So um, anyway, that's uh, that, that's uh, uh, the long and short of what we do. I mean, we're here to protect and and uh, advance the regulated cannabis ecosystem here in Arizona, and, you know, a big part of our focus heading into 2022 is letting folks know that we're open for business here in the Grand Cannabis State. Very, very uh, grateful for, for the time to, to chat with you and, and, and talk a little bit about uh, what we have going on, and I just think it's super fun and appropriate that we're here on Thanksgiving Eve, um, what, what has know, right? become known in the industry as Green Wednesday, which I absolutely love. So maybe there's a couple of folks uh, listening to this, uh, on on their way to the dispensary uh, to grab some of the, the the hot deals that I know are being uh, talked about in town. Yeah, get the green now because yep. are they open? Dispensaries will be open tomorrow, huh? Uh, some will be. Yeah, Maybe? yeah. I don't think all of them will be. I, you know, you you see uh, uh, the large kind of uh, retail corporations kind of understanding that. Uh, um, uh, you know, it, it's a good idea maybe to let folks enjoy their time with their families. So I think if if uh, dispensaries are open on on Thanksgiving, you might see it modeled after 
you know, the, the targets and the Walmarts of the world where maybe they're open for just a short period. Yeah. And then closing early so folks can be home with their family and maybe catch a, a, the second half of the football game or something like that. Right. Well, that, and, but that's the, that's the whole thing that, you know, (laughs) they're also going to need the cannabis so, so that they can spend time with their family. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. And that's why that's why today's sales are so big. And, you know, the other thing, too, and, and I don't know, you know, um, uh, what your uh, relationship is with alcohol and, and all of that. Right. But I think that, you know, growing up for, for me after after high school, after college, you know, the, the thing was is everybody came back into town and you all met up at the local dive bar. Right. The, the night before Thanksgiving to catch up with your old friends. And I think that 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 kind of feel is now transitioning from, you know, a, a, a very heavy, heavily and frankly dangerous experience the night before Thanksgiving into a much more relaxed uh, cannabis forward experience. So I think that's the other reason why Green Wednesday is catching on is, is for, for many people, um, cannabis is uh, at, at the very least partially and in many cases fully replaced alcohol. Um, in in their uh, you know uh, consumption practices and and, and uh, I'll at least just speak for myself that that that's uh, essentially my story. Uh, I, I uh, barely even reach for for uh, a cold beer anymore, but but uh, um, still definitely enjoy uh, cannabis in its many forms. Yeah, absolutely. Well, now you can reach for a, a cannabis uh, product in a can. <laughs> exactly. You can reach for yeah, a, a beverage, a cannabis beverage. And, and, that is the next category that's coming on strong. I actually um, have uh, had the opportunity to work with a group that is, is uh, launching something that, that I, I believe they're calling something like a, a cannabaret. Um, so it, uh, it, it's, a, it's a red wine-like drink, um, but it, instead of alcohol, uh, it's infused with THC, and every glass of wine is somewhere between two and a half and three milligrams, so you're you know, you can oh, okay. have a couple of glasses of wine, um, uh, uh, and and you know still enjoy your evening. So that's that's a a, a pretty you know what one of those uh, uh, innovative ideas that we were talking about earlier, right? I mean, th- this plant can be used in in so many different ways, and it's so versatile, and you know it can be uh, 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 leveraged for uh, therapeutic and recreational purposes uh, all, all across the spectrum, and and uh, just. So lucky that that the uh, large majority of Arizonans um, uh, said, "Yeah, we need this here. Let's let's make it legal for everyone, and not only that, let's end prohibition and uh, um, provide a pathway for expungement for the uh, 200,000 charges that that um, uh, were errantly charged <laughs> over the course of the yeah. decades-long uh, failed drug war." I think some people didn't vote for it. Yeah, I think there's still a lot of uh, um, lingering prohibitionist mindsets that aren't necessarily the the direct fault of the people that still hold them, right? I mean, I think that it's really difficult <clears throat> to um, uh, wash away decades and decades of, you know, just to be frank about it, propaganda, right? I mean, I think mm-hmm. that we all remember the, the commercials of the cracked egg on the frying pan, Right. And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know, the first lady Reagan saying, just say no. And and, you know, there, there were Don't really the no girl good reasons. Into the couch. Oh, yes, that's, that's right. That one, too. Um, yeah. That was the best <laughs> I mean, and, and now that's a desired effect for some. Right. <laughs> right. Um, oh, I but, just want yeah. to stay on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, but I think that, you know, what 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 has 
you know, been an unfortunate reality. And I think those of us who have been in the work for a while have always known this, but um, it's kind of become a lot more clear in recent years uh, is that the drug war uh, never was transparent about its aims. Um, I think under the the architect of the initial uh, push for the war on drugs under President Nixon um, uh, has been pretty frank in, in, in some recent interviews saying that, that you know, the, the, the drug war was really just an, uh, a vehicle for the Nixon administration to go after uh, communities of color and uh, anti-war protesters because they couldn't make protesting illegal and they couldn't make, you know, being a person of color illegal, but they could make some of uh, the activities associated with those communities illegal. And that's where the big push came from, right? So I think as that pain has been uncovered um, in a more public way, I, I think that the opportunities to have those conversations in a real and uh, honest way um, are, are really opening the door. So I think that's why we won with overwhelming support. I'm, I'm, you know, 100% confident of. But I also think that that's why it wasn't more overwhelming. It was, it wasn't an 80-20 vote mm -hmm. or a 70-30 vote. Is right. a lot of those thoughts are still lingering, right? I mean, even even yeah. look now, I and mean, I don't think anyone would claim that uh, the current president is, you know, a, a bastion of progressive policies. But um, I think one thing that he's probably even more conservative on than any other thing would be cannabis. Um, I, I, yeah. I don't think that the architect of the 1994 crime bill is going to be the president to sign in the end of prohibition. Um, and, and I think that while important conversations are happening in Congress, we're still probably uh, three to five years at best and most likely five to seven years away from a fully federally legal uh, uh, cannabis program. Oh, yeah, easy. Yeah, when we started 10 years ago, we said it's going to be at least 10 to 20 years. Now we're at the 10 mark. So, yep, yeah. <laughs> I'd say another 10 years at least within, in that time frame. There, there, you know, and this state in particular, we have a lot of um, older people come. We have a lot of snowbirds, that a lot of retired people, um, a lot of retirement communities, um, and and like you said, there's probably still a lot of lingering um, stigmas around, um, you know, the the plant itself. But it's a lot of the language until you know people realize how helpful it is. And you always hear that story. Oh, I, you know, I was staunchly against this until. You know, yep. and then yeah. they needed it, someone they know that they love needed it, you know, um, and that's usually what it takes to open those those eyes a little bit more. <laughs> Absolutely. And and I think the other piece, too, if, if I can just, um, uh, you know, put a little bit of a, a personal feeling in, into the conversation, I think that, you know, one of the, the things that contributes to a lot of that thought is that under a fully um, uh, illegal uh, mindset, right? There is no positive set to have that mm -hmm. experience. So as the great Tim Leary, you know, taught us all those years ago, right? <clears throat> set and setting matter. And if there's never a safe setting to have, mm -hmm. you know, that experience and you can never really be in a mindset that is, is welcoming to an experience related to cannabis, you know, you're, you're not going to ever be able to fully embrace the positive aspects of that. So uh, that's why personally that normalization um, is, is something that I try to hold center in my work because, you know, I, how many people don't bat an eye that, you know, it's, it's, you know, time for happy hour. Let, so let, let's clock out and we'll go, we'll go down to the, 
you know, uh, to, to dirt bags or whatever, right, and have a drink. Nothing, nothing wrong with that at all. But why then do I get a, 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 a kind of an askance view or, you know, a, a side-eye glare when I ask if somebody wants to, you know, go, go twist up before, before we, we uh, uh, end the day, right? <laughs> there, there really shouldn't right. be much of a difference. Um, uh, but societally, right. we just haven't yet fully accepted that. So it's really hard to Switch find that. a positive <laughs> set and setting for a cannabis experience yeah. uh, with the mindset going into it. Well, it is, and especially, you know, these last couple of years with people hiding out in their houses, um, education has been very different. So it's not like there's, you know, one place that you can go um, and, you know, get a nice lecture with, you know, people that are, you know, pro-cannabis or like-minded or even just curious about it, you know, which is why Tumbleweeds is so nice because people come in, you know, and they, you know, curious about CBD or whatever, and they feel comfortable you ha- yeah, you have to have a comfortable setting for people to walk into. You don't want neon screaming lights everywhere when, you know, an 80-year-old's walking in and, you know, she can barely make it through the door and then <laughs> slapped in the yeah. face with that kind of stuff. You want a comfortable right. setting for especially those people, that older generation. Exactly. Especially them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's a generation that's definitely going to benefit from the experience of cannabis, right? Whether it's a, a, yep. a topical on, a, on an mm-hmm. aching knee. Um, or yep. even just an edible to help make sure that you get a little bit more than four and a half hours of sleep every night. You know, I mean, I think that exactly. the, 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 the possibilities are endless. So uh, just very grateful for, for the community that you've built uh, around the show and, and, and grateful for the time to be here and, and chat with you for a little bit. Happy to come back uh, anytime. Oh, well, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate you taking the time out. And finally, you know, we're in the same time zone, so I didn't have to struggle with that. <laughs> That's always difficult because we don't change. Everybody else does. And then, you know, we miss shows. They come on an hour early. They're an hour late. What's happening? (laughs) Right. Well, maybe one day we'll we'll end the the, um, uh, arcane practice of daylight savings time. We don't need to save any of that here in Arizona. (laughs) No, we don't. We don't. Well, enjoy the rest of your day, and thank you for doing what you do. We look forward to meeting you in person. We're not that far away. You're from Phoenix, right? Where are you? Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah. d- definitely up in Phoenix, but because of the, you know, the, the nature of my role, I'm everywhere all the time. I was actually out just in uh, beautiful Eden, Arizona, um, out in Graham wow. County uh, earlier this week. So um, there, wow. there, there's always a, a, a great place to be where, where folks are growing cannabis or processing it into uh, um, uh, one of the many different types of products that we get to enjoy as, as uh, patients and consumers. So uh, uh, don't, I, I'm not. I'm not just uh, anchored down in the great state of Maricopa. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So next time I'm in well, Tucson, I'll, I'll look you up and we'll we'll uh, we'll 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 we'll, uh, we'll sesh a bit. We'll share a smoke. <laughs> yes, we'll twist one up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much again. And and tell folks out there if they have questions for you or they want to get a hold of you, uh, what's the best way to do so. So we're on Instagram, like a lot of folks in the cannabis community, at Arizona.Dispensaries. And you can find us online at azdispensaries.org. There you have it, folks. All right. Thank you so much, Samuel, Richard. And we just appreciate you coming on, and we hope to see you soon. And happy Thanksgiving. Thanks so much. Happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving to you. All right. Have a great one. All right. You too. Thank you. Cheers. All right. Samuel Richard, everybody, from the Arizona Dispensary Association.
He's a busy boy. I'm glad we got to chat with him for a little bit. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on in Arizona, and um, definitely right if you know whatever part of the game you want to get into. Um, and there's still the social equity uh, licenses that I'm not sure when they're drawing for those, but um, there's all sorts of folks trying to get on them, you know, on that one. Uh, so those are definitely um, that's definitely out there. Uh, I'm glad to hear about the expungements. Almost 8,100, he said. 8,100 expungements. That's really, really, really good. So, yeah, almost 10,000, close to it, something like that. Well, that's really awesome. I I hope that uh, I just hope the legal fees aren't aren't too extravagant. But you know, everyone's got to make a living, I guess. So, anyway, thank you for coming on, Samuel Richard. Whoop, whoop. Oh, I just poked the bong with my pinky. I think it's probably time to smoke it then. <laughs> Check this out. Are chronic conditions holding you back from a happy, healthy life? Get on the right track with Tumbleweeds Health Center. Our CBD products are formulated to fit your health lifestyle. I would definitely say that CBD has changed my life. I mean, I don't worry about my dog anymore, and I don't worry about sleeping anymore. Tumbleweeds Health Center, voted number one health center in Tucson, has created a proprietary number of CBD blends, each designed to promote health and well-being. Let Tumbleweeds Health Center show you how CBD products might help you improve your life the natural way. Yep, come on down. You can uh, come down to Tumbleweeds at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. We're open six days a week. But we do have a new shop called The Good Leaf. And that is open seven days a week over by Bookman Speedway and Wilmot. We're literally smack dab up against the wall with them. We share the wall. Um, and we are at 6224 East Speedway Boulevard. So come over and check it out. We're having some major Black Friday sales on Black Friday. We are closed for Thanksgiving on both locations, okay? <laughs> Don't be showing up anywhere. We're not there, folks. But Black Friday, 20% off everything except certification. Don't go there. Accessories, guys. Accessories. Oh, I guess we could we could do um, flour, too, if you want to come down and get some flour. Exactly. We've got some really nice hemp flour, um, all different strains. I wish – I took a picture. I don't know if, I, if the picture's on the – the jar or just the lid. I think it's on just the lid. Anyway, um, but we've got some really beautiful strains down there. We've got some jack hair. I know we've got some cush strains. Um, what else we got down there? Um, I think there's a, I don't know if there's a Gorilla Glue. There's Sour Diesel. What's that? Gorilla Glue cartridges? Yeah, we have some really, really nice hemp cartridges going on. Space Candy. Skittles, uh, Blue Dream. Is there a Blue Dream down there? Oh, we have CBG flower. That's good if you folks have glaucoma or any of the intraocular pressure, and that's really good for your chronic pain, inflammation. CBG is. CBN is good for nighttime, good for the sleep. If you need to get to sleep, you need some CBN. And we have CBN with and without um, melatonin. So some folks are like, nope, don't want it, doesn't do anything for me. And some people find that a little melatonin and a little CBD knocks them out cold. Um, So that could be, you know, that's an option. Uh, What else we got going on in there? We've got got some pre-rolls. 
and we've got some concentrates. We even have CBD isolate. You can get isolate, like if you want to have a cup of coffee and just sprinkle some in. If you don't want to buy that, we have CBD coffee down there as well. Yeah, another ooh. Uh, CBD coffee. We have CBD gum, which is fun. Uh, that's easy. And that would be really super quick because that could get your mouth really fast. How many, is it 25 milligrams of a pop, a piece? Uh, maybe 15? We'll have to check. Anyway, come check it out. What else we got down there? I'm trying to, like, visualize the store. Um, all sorts of really cool hemp bags and things. you got to get down there and check it out. So, yeah, thank you, um, Samuel Richard, for coming on. You can check out the AVA, ABA. Um, let's see if that link works. Um, although, uh, yeah, a, no, a, yeah, oh, it did, Arizona Dispensary Association. There, the link worked. I'm going to, like, click out of it, though, because so far, um, oh, so far, the show has actually worked. But I did have to call in to host because otherwise, I mean, so it kind of works. I don't know. Signing into chat very late. So I'm just going to say hello over here and see if anyone's out there and they want to chat. Um, and you can always come on air at 646-915-8421. All you have to do is press pound one, hashtag one, for all you millennials out there, hashtag. I I seriously think Google Creek came up with that. I'm not sure. Because I remember there was a point in searching where if you wanted to search for just what you wanted to search for, you would put that hashtag on either side of it and really zone in on that. I think that's where it came from. I don't know. Who knows? It's a theory. It's just a theory. Oh, my watch told me it's time to stand. Oh, okay, everybody stretch now. Everybody get up and stand. All right. Ooh, stretching is good. Ah. All right, so what's next? Oh, if you all, we've got a great show coming up. Um, actually, I have some, a couple great shows coming up. Let me take a look at the calendar here. Um, but one, we have a growers forum with <clears throat> Mr. Ed Rosenthal coming back on. Super excited, December 8th. Next week, let's see. So next week we have on air, um, drum roll, let's see who it is. Colleen Higgins. Um, we have Colleen Higgins. And then the fall, I think the following week is our grower. Yes, it is our growers forum with Ed Rosenthal. So if you want to get in on that action with Ed, you have some uh, some plant questions because I do. Holy cow, I've got some plant questions. Get it? Holy cow. Um, so you can, uh, we're going to pick a lot of, a lucky person to come on the Zoom with us. Um, we've got some people already that are going to come on and have their personal questions answered by Ed. Holy cow. That's big time. That's super big time. All right. So go to, um, you can go to tumbleweedcellcenter.com. You can email us at thctucson at gmail.com. Um, let's see what else you can call. Five two zero eight three eight four four three zero, and put your name in that way. Um, and you can even mention the Good Leaf at sixty two twenty four East Speedway Boulevard. Go put your name in a bucket and see if you get drawn to chat with it. Here's your ultimate Black Friday cannabis gift guide. Let's see. 
from seeds and recipes to vapes and CBD gear. We've got all the canisthusiasts on your Christmas list covered this year with our Black Friday Cannabis Gift Guide. All right, it's Black Friday time once again, and as usual, we're being bombarded with deals here. Bargains there and claims that everything is the best thing for your buck without sacrificing quality. <laughs> but how do you know what's really worth your hard-earned money? Have no fear. We've put together a special gift guide for you to sort through to find some top-notch cannabis gifts. Whether you're shopping for a seasoned smoker, a newbie, or just picking up treats for yourself, we've included it all. Read on and get educated. Ooh, there's some pretty gifts. A session goods designer line of modern smoking accessories are the perfect gift for the cannabis enthusiast in your life, uh, including yourself, whether they... Uh, they're into stylish glass bongs, discreet and portable pipes, or classy compact one-hitters. There's something for everyone. Yeah, that is kind of classy. Um, session good bongs are a sleek and simple gift for the cannabis lover in your life that will go a long way. Gifts are fun to get, but practical quality gifts that they'll actually use. Oh, an easy win. This award-winning glass uh, these, yeah, their award-winning glass bongs are a top-tier gift suitable to any cannabis smoker style. Uh, Session Goods pipes are stylish, compact, and perfect for those on the go. Plus, each pipe comes with a silicone sleeve in seven interchangeable colors to protect your glass and bag while you're out and about. Anyone who suffered from a broken pipe or ash in their bag knows that this gift idea is pretty ingenious. See if they show a picture of it. Oh, they do. That's great. It's a little um, silicone carrying case for your little tiny pipe. Nice. Yeah, that's good. You don't want um, you don't want ash everywhere. Ugh. Um, session goods, one hitters are classy and discreet. It's the perfect little piece for that solo session or mini toke in between meals and watching a holiday movie. Oh yeah, there it is, and it comes with a little silicone handle on it right there. There we go. Very sleek and stylish. Um, this clever little thing can be packed with your favorite flower, hold a pre-rolled joint, or be used with a session bong. It's an ideal stocking stuffer. Sessions Black Friday deals will be 20% off site-wide with special discounts on limited edition bundles beginning the week of November 22nd and ending at midnight on Cyber Monday. Those are nice. We might have to get some of those. Um, Let's see. And then um, do-do-do, what else? Stoner strategies, uh, stoner strategies, the essential guide to edibles. Okay. Is that the essential guide to making them or just eating them? I mean, I'm all right with either. I'd really like a, a good, um, a good easy gummy recipe, and maybe that's it. Maybe that's the good easy gummy recipe. Why do I have ads popping up over here? All right. Stoner Strategies, the Essential Guide to Edibles, uh, written by Ava Tyler, is the perfect cannabis cookbook. There it is. For those who would like to develop a better understanding of cannabis, cannabinoids, terpenes, dosing, and how to infuse almost anything with cannabis. Stoner Strategies provide detailed step-by-step directions for the oh-so-essential decarboxylation methods as well as recipes for creating can of butter, can of oil, using your stovetop, or the discreet smell-proof crock-pot method. There are seven techniques for extracting when using cannabis flour and concentrates, as well as CBD-rich hemp, so you can maximize your edibus possibilities. Oh, 
There are even, not just seven, there are even techniques. Get your very own stoner strategies, the essential guide to edibles cookbook today to start making your very own edibles from home. Um, let's see. And get a free ebook at stonerstrategies.com and 10% off. All ad revenue will benefit martial arts for kids. All right, let me put this in our little um, chat session here. You can go check it out. But we've got some really great cookbooks down at The Good Leaf and at Tumbleweed. You can check those out. Um, here's one, the Rare Cannabinoid Rare Cannabinoid Company. Okay, that's pretty packaging. Nice little wooden 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 lids. Interesting. Okay, experience the world's first pure high potency mix and match THCV, CBN, CBG, and CBD gummies with Rare Cannabinoid Company. Pioneering Hawaiian brand just launched its extra strong gummies, each containing 25 milligram THCV for energy and appetite suppression, or 30 milligrams CBN for sleep, 30 milligrams CBG for pain and inflammation, or 30 milligrams CBD. They are each sold in jars of 15 or 30 gummies. Or you can try all of them with their gummy varieties bundle of three packs for 59.85. Perfect for uh, giving as gifts. All right, buy two, get one free. What else you can get? Um, they've got, let's see, THCV for energy, appetite, suppression, weight loss, CBN for relaxation, sleep, and sedation. Um, CBC elevates mood and fights depression. Um, CBG relieves pain and inflammation. CBDV studied for autism, muscular dystrophy, and seizures. CBDA prevents nausea and vomiting. Um, CBD prevents or is uh, for stress, resilience, balance, and calmness. And then they've got Delta 8 THC. I'm not sure. Um, it says same benefits as THC with less risk of anxiety. Um, I'm not quite sure about that or where you can buy it or anything. I mean, I've heard a lot of people say that that's the case. It's like a high without the high. Um, so we've got to figure this little phone out right now because guess what, folks? It is that time. I know it. I know it. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go like this. We're going to, can you hear me now still? Yep, you can hear me now? All right, cool. Well, all right, let's see if this works now. Here we go. And now you can hear that too, right? Right. All right. Thanks, folks, for tuning in to Weed Day Wednesday. Thank you, Mr. Samuel Richard, for coming on from the ADA. It's a pleasure to chat with you. Keep up the good work. Um, come on down to Tumbleweed Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Come get certified. And come down to the Good Leaf at 6224 East Speedway Boulevard. Come get all your awesome hemp products. Um, get everything for the holidays. Remember, folks, we're closed on Thanksgiving. Everybody enjoy. Remember to stock up and get lots of weed because the relatives are coming over. They're coming. And it's only a month away from Christmas, so you better really stock up. You don't want to run out of that. Seriously. All right. Be smart. Be safe and educate. We love you guys. Happy Wednesday, Wednesday. Woo-hoo! Happy Thanksgiving, folks.